Welcome to Primary Care Today. I'm your host, Dr. Brian McDonough, and my guest today is Dr. Nancy Fan. We'll be joining Nancy in a moment, but I want to talk a little bit about today's subject and how it evolved. It's about baby-friendly. You may or may not have heard about it. I, frankly, did not hear about it when I was at a hospital governance meeting where we were talking about different health issues. It came up, and I thought it was a very interesting concept. It's about the idea of breastfeeding and encouraging mothers to breastfeed shortly after having their baby. They say becoming baby-friendly does mean adhering to certain guidelines, but it doesn't condemn mothers who choose for whatever reason not to breastfeed. The goal of the initiative is to help mothers make an informed feeding decision based on what's healthiest for them, their baby, and family. The removal of free formula samples refers to banning the practice of giving new mothers a diaper bag gift, which is provided to a maternity hospital for free by a formula company. Research has shown that when a mother is given one of these bags, even if the formula in the bag is removed, the mother will go on to exclusively breastfeed for a shorter period of time. And that's where I'll stop, and I'll introduce Dr. Nancy Fan. Dr. Nancy Fan is an obstetrician gynecologist. She is also the president of the Medical Society of Delaware. She knows about what she speaks, and she's very good about talking about it, and she clearly has a balanced view on this issue. So I think both you and I, Nancy, would agree breastfeeding has intrinsic value and just about any physician out there is going to say there's there's a great reason to breastfeed. And I would have to think, as I welcome you to the program, you agree with what the organization says about all of the benefits of breastfeeding. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think that's one of the um, primary reasons why this initiative actually began um, with the Breast Baby Friendly USA and actually probably what drove um, the World Health Organization in the first place to put into the 10 steps that they recommend to successfully, exclusively breastfeed. I wanted to set it up how this is something that's, a, it's, I wouldn't call it volatile. I think we all agree on the importance of breastfeeding, but it's one of those things where if you put something out there, there will all of a sudden all sorts of tweets, Twitter responses, discussion. This will probably lead to more discussion. It's certainly an issue where it's getting a lot of people thinking. And do you think that's one of the goals of, of this entire Baby Friendly Initiative? Yes, yes, I do. I think... Um, they are trying to sort of do a cultural re-education about the benefits of breastfeeding and having people realize from every single step of when a person, a woman becomes pregnant to after they're having the baby to when women go back to work or when they're in a public um, place that breastfeeding is a natural acceptable condition and that um, we're trying to promote it so that not only for all the benefits that baby-friendly spouses for moms and babies, but also that culturally people can be comfortable with it and realize it's okay. But for both the mom, that it's okay and that um, they're doing what they think they are trying their best and that, you know, in society that when a breastfeeding mom is seen that they're not uncomfortable breastfeeding. So when we look at that side, we also look at the other argument. I go back to the point uh, this organization said where they talked about not giving the formula in a diaper bag. Where I had concern was it's almost like they're stacking the deck. Again, I'm in favor of breastfeeding, but I also believe that a mother at this very important time of her life doesn't need to feel guilty or concerned or, or in any way really be coerced. I mean, I am all in favor if something's going to stop people from cigarette smoking because it will kill them and it's guaranteed to kill them, do all you can, humiliate them, shame them, get them to stop. I really am a big fan of anything when we know there's a definite thing. I would say the same thing about heroin, you know, a lot of things like that, uh, texting while driving. But I look at breastfeeding and go, you know, there's a lot of advantages. But a lot of people weren't breastfed. 
and they certainly live healthy lives, and they, and they do quite well. And when I see that they're removing formula, which is free and a service to some who may really need it, and they're removing it because they think it will reduce the amount of time that someone breastfeeds so they don't make a six-month goal or a four-month goal, I say, you know, you're stacking the deck. Is this really what we want to do? And as a devil's advocate, I'd, you know, what do you think when people ask that question? Well, I, I kind of turn the question around to them. Don't you think giving them free formula is stacking the get deck against them exclusively breastfeeding? So it's sub, that subliminal commercial message. When you give someone a free item, um, they will use it. And when you start using something like that, it does take away the breastfeeding opportunity and exclusively breastfeeding. I do agree that a happy mom is a good mom, and I say that to my patients all the time, and in no way do I think that the point of taking away formula or promoting exclusive breastfeeding is to make people feel guilty or um, to make them feel bad that they're not doing, quote-unquote, what they think is best for their baby. I do think that the education begins long before they get into that postpartum room where they're given a free diaper bag. The education should begin even when they first find out they're pregnant and they're in the physician's office and they're given information about, you know, what it is to be pregnant and what you need to expect afterwards. And as they go through the pregnancy, um, we talk about actually the evolution of your breast development during your pregnancy and as your breast gets ready, quote-unquote, to lactate. These should all be part of the conversation so that when they come in and they are trying to breastfeed, that they feel comfortable and encouraged to breastfeed. Um, the free diaper bag, I, I agree with Baby Friendly, is not really the issue. The issue is, is that, um, you know, when they get the free formula or they get the logo on the diaper bag, it's that subliminal message. And I think really what it's saying is that it's not saying that we want to um, make it harder for you to get this stuff if you need it because, frankly, Baby Friendly says, you know, if, you, if your patients ask for it, give it to them. They're not saying, you know, don't give it to them if they ask for it. What they're trying to say is, is that people associate that when they see that diaper bag, oh, this hospital says it's okay to formula feed. And we're not saying it's not okay to formula feed. We're just saying we prefer that you do the breastfeeding. You try the breastfeeding. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Primary Care Today on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Brian McDonough, your host. I'm speaking with Dr. Nancy Fan, who is also the Medical Center of the Society of Delaware president. Uh, she speaks about a lot of issues in healthcare, but today we're talking about baby friendly, and she certainly is well versed to talk about it because she's an obstetrician gynecologist, delivers babies all the time, and is on the nursery, sees things, and clearly sees the pros and cons of all the things we're talking about. Um, taking this one question just a little bit further. One of the ways it's done, and I'm not sure if every hospital is going to this point, but they're actually resorting to saying doctors need to order a formula as if it was a medication and even keep it in a Pixis system, which, which also sends a message that formula is just so non-natural. It, it might as well be an antibiotic or a, a hormone replacement type of therapy or whatever. So, you know, I, I know, you know, um one of the, the standard neonatal protocols, obviously, is giving them vitamin K and erythromycin ointment. And that's kept in the Pixis. And that actually requires an order also. Um, well, they're medications that are, and they're also and, regulated by the FDA as and medications, yes, right? Yes, they, they are medications. And yes, um, formula is not an actual medication. But what some hospitals have come to look at it as, some hospitals that are baby-friendly, um, is that it's a supplemental artificial product. And so 
if that's what that hospital has decided to do. Um, from just reading um, what other hospitals, why they've actually decided to do that, I actually went back and tried to look at what some of the rationale was. One of them actually was, was so to make sure the formula was actually coming from the pharmacy that it was actually being accounted for. And it wasn't just coming off a shelf and, you know, randomly handed to a mother and not knowing exactly how much formula the baby was getting. Um, which can happen. That's actually been shown in studies that if the formula is just sitting in a drawer um, accessible to mom um, or mom's family, that they are randomly taken and given to the baby. And the staff isn't always aware that the mom is not solely breastfeeding, which is fine. But I think what we want to know, if we need to educate the patients, we want to say, you know, um, was there a reason why you want, you felt the need to give the baby formula in a non-judgmental fashion? We wouldn't know that unless someone was kind of trying to keep track of it. When we talk about this, again, I want to stress to the audience and the docs and everybody listening that, you know, certainly breastfeeding is a preferable option, and we all agree about that. But this is a discussion where we're talking about really the, the techniques and the tools to try to have people go in that direction. I think so the question really is, is this the right thing to do, whether you say it's ethical or medical judgment or whatever, is it right the way we're trying to encourage people to do it in the hospitals that are baby-friendly? Even to the term baby-friendly as if they're taking formula, it may not be baby-friendly. I'm surprised they don't call it like breastfeeding-friendly or something. It, it just seems like it's it's taking that extra step like a, a presumed uh, positive effect no matter what, whereas it, you could use the argument baby unfriendly if you don't. Um, certainly I don't think that was the message that they were trying to convey. I don't think any hospital wants to try to convey that. And as you said before, um, you know, you don't want the mom to, quote, unquote, feel guilty and make them feel like they're making a poor choice for their baby if they decide to formula feed. Um, I I think, once again, some of the patient population we're trying to address, um, when I I spoke to you earlier, they have a 20 to 40 percent breastfeeding rate. That's leaving the hospital. And knowing the benefits of breastfeeding and bringing that up to 60% rate seems like a reasonable goal and something that um, should be tried. Now, not everybody's going to succeed. Not every single pathway is going to be the most successful. Um, Baby Friendly does encourage and um, when you when you get advice from other baby friendly hospitals, they do encourage that you want to be supportive. And you want to be able to show them in an open-ended way, um, try to have them rethink exactly why they're making the choices they are. Moms get tired. Moms are sleepy. You know, it's exhausting. And it's exhausting to breastfeed, especially when you're only producing the colostrum and you're not producing um, any of the um, you know, regular milk that comes in. And it takes work. It takes a lot of work. And we all recognize that. And the goal is, is that the staff, is supportive and trying to encourage the mom and be there for them and provide them resources that they might not be aware of so that they can actually either continue. I've had moms come in because they are so distraught that they weren't able to breastfeed even up to the two weeks that they come in to see me. And I call them and I'm like, why, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you ask me if I could send you to a lactation consultant, provide you a resource? And I think that's one of the more beneficial ways to go about doing that. I think when you're talking about the nitty and gritty about what to do with the formula and how do you make sure that it's being tracked and how do you make sure that, um, you know, moms aren't trying to, you know, just 
quote-unquote use it without realizing that they might not um, be helping their babies become exclusively breastfeeding? Those are, I think, difficult questions. It seems to me that a lot of hustles, when they, when they come up to those questions, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for the staff. It's a challenge for the physicians. Um, and trying to pick the best way to do it without making your patient, like you said, feel bad um, is, is, I think, the goal. I appreciate all the points you're making. I want to mention, too, that the Baby Friendly USA website, babyfriendly.org, is a site you might want to go for more information. No less than Surgeon General Regina Benjamin talks about how healthcare systems should ensure that maternity care practices provide education and counseling on breastfeeding, and they should become more baby-friendly by taking steps, as she says, like those recommended by the UNICEF, WHO's Baby Friendly Hospital Initiative. I want to ask you one last question before we go. Tell me what you think are maybe the top three reasons why a woman should breastfeed and the advantages for her and the baby? The top three re- reasons, I definitely feel there's the bonding, there's um, the health issues. The health issues, if you want to say separately as issues, one for mom and one for baby because um, actually there's been shown to be decreased maternity obesity rate as well as, I'm sure you know, breast cancer um, for women who actually solely breastfeed. Um, those would be my three top reasons. Um, breastfeeding is not for everybody. I think, I think everybody recognizes that, and I tell my patients, you know, it's not quite as natural as everybody likes to think it is. Um, but I think it's then our job and our challenge to help those who want to do it that they are able to succeed in their goals. Dr. Nancy Fenn, I want to thank you very, very much for taking the time to join us. I think you brought to light some really good points uh, and advantages of, of going in that direction. I want to thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Brian. This is Dr. Brian McDonough. If you missed any of this discussion, please visit ReachMD.com slash Primary Care today to download the podcast and learn more on the series. Thanks again for listening.